Welcome to Couch Potato Diary, a rare Tuesday episode of Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is a leading locally owned cleaning company in Calgary. They offer their corporate clients flexible plans and use a dedicated app to keep in contact with their clientele 24-7. If you want to get in touch with me on social media, Twitter and Instagram, I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show, Diary at yahoo.com. All right, so we are doing kind of rapid fire episodes this week as A, no sports are really happening. <laughs> um, and also it's the holidays, so doing a, a few episodes here back to back. But still a lot to talk about. We had a couple of NFL games last night. We have a couple of NFL games right around the time you're listening to this, hopefully. Um, and uh, just a couple other like news and notes types things. But the one thing I want to get into today Watching the game last night, we know your boy's not the biggest Kirk Cousins believer. And I've talked before about how I think the best way to go about building your team is to have kind of the foundation set before you get that top quarterback. I understand there are circumstances that won't allow that sometimes, but just getting the franchise quarterback, I don't think is enough. It is the biggest piece, however. And so today I want to go through... Uh, all the NFL teams and see who's got their guy who could be available this upcoming offseason. And there was a couple that kind of, I, I caught myself off guard. So looking forward to uh, to this one. But I do want to start in the Canadian Football League as Chris Jones has been named the general manager and head coach for the Edmonton Elks. And on one sense, I threw this out there a while ago and I was joking. And now you see it actually happening. In one sense, it makes sense because there's this stupid salary cap on how much you can spend on your personnel. And if you get a guy who can do two of the things that you're hiring for, boy, that seems to make it pretty easy then, doesn't it? But also, this is someone who does have a reputation of, for better or worse, building teams into winners. However... This is an Edmonton Elks organization that I think has lost the community. And when we're talking about the CFL, that's an important thing. If we talked about the New York Jets losing the community, no one gives a shit. Because it's the NFL, and they are above the community, I would say. But the CFL, their biggest thing is that they are in it. They are amongst the people, right? They are radically Canadian, remembering that. Um... And this Elks organization with uh, under with Brock Sunderland has lost that. Whether it be the stuff about vaccines, whether it be the the stuff with Joey Moss, all of that stuff, they have lost a core part of their fan base. And I don't think Chris Jones is the dude to get it back. That this is a guy who they hadn't even cleaned up the confetti in Edmonton, and he was gone to Saskatchewan. And then in Saskatchewan, he cuts just out of freaking nowhere two of the biggest fan favorites in the history of that team, at least in the history of my time knowing this team, in Weston Dressler and John Chick, and you have fans still to this day who have not forgiven him for that. And so this isn't really a warm and fuzzy welcome everyone back to the community sort of a thing. This is a we're going to get you guys back by winning football games. And I I don't know, like he's won. He, there, there is no denying the success that this guy has had. But at the same time, he's a bit of a flake. You know, like he goes in, wins in, in Edmonton. Okay, well, I got to go to Saskatchewan. Oh, I got to go to this place. I got a high school job, dream job. Okay, well, now I'm going to go to Toronto. Like he is just, he is all over the map. 
And so I would have a pretty ironclad contract if I were Edmonton to try to lock this guy in because he tends to hop around a little bit. And that that's not what this Edmonton team needs right now. From a football standpoint, it's not a bad hire. It's not. It's certainly not a bad hire. This guy, at his peak, can be one of the best coaches in in the CFL, I think. But he definitely has some blips as well, and he he certainly has some blind spots. So we'll see what Edmonton is able to do. But it's it's an interesting hire, and I am now interested to see what they do with that president's job in the NFL. Two games on Monday. Uh, afternoon into Monday night. The Raiders squeak by Nick Mullins and the Cleveland Browns, and it's just, it's a tough watch for this Raider team right now. And I get there's no Darren Waller, and the Henry Ruggs thing happened. So, like, this is a team that is still adjusting to that. But it's just, it is ugly right now. And for Derek Carr, coming off of the, the season that he was having, to look like this now, it's just, it's bad. It is really bad how that offense is looking. And for this team to get this season out of that defense is, you're almost wasting it right now. And they're still only a game out of a playoff spot, right? Like they could, but they have three basically playoff games the the rest of the way. I believe it's the Broncos, the Colts, and the Chargers. And are you picking them to win any of them? Maybe the the Drew Locke game. And I understand there was a bit of pirate that came out in that, and I apologize. Uh, or I don't. But maybe they beat the Broncos, but then after that, like they're not beating the Colts, they're not beating the Chargers. This is not a playoff team again with the, the Raiders. For the Browns, the fact that they survived with uh, the amount of COVID issues that they had really is... It, it more speaks to the Raiders than to anything, but th- this is a football team that now enters desperation mode and hopes that they can get everyone back in time for this Christmas game against the, the Green Bay Packers because the, the opportunity is still there in the division for the Cleveland Browns. It's just, will they be able to take it? And then Monday night, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings come away with a win as the Chicago Bears get aggressive on fourth down again because, you know, you gotta just put a nice cherry on top of that, even getting texts about it. And the thing, one of the things that frustrates me about this debate, and it's gonna be a debate, and I don't mind having the debate. I know I kind of went off on it yesterday. I don't mind having the debate. The one thing that one side seems to forget sometimes is, well, look, if they would have kicked all these field goals, it's a four-point game. Now, with Minnesota, maybe, because I don't know how much variance you're getting out of this Vikings team. Like, I think they just kind of are what they are. But the one with the Chargers against the Kansas City Chiefs, oh, well, if you kick these field goals, look, you, you, you the game went to overtime. As if Kansas City's offense isn't adjusting things a little bit or anything like that. It's the butterfly effect, right? Where, like, as soon as one pebble changes, if you go back in time, then the entire world shifts. Not saying that that is the case in these football games, but the second that you change that score, everyone manages the game a little bit differently. And so that's something that I would suggest when we're playing the results on these. But, like, um, Chicago, I don't know if Fields is the guy. I've never been fully on board with it. It's clear Matt Nagy isn't, and I just think they should fire him already. It's surprising to me that they haven't. And I get, like, why, why do it now? Why not wait till the end of the season? Because you're trying to develop your kid, right? Like, you're, you're trying to develop this quarterback, and Matt Nagy is not helping him out in any way, shape, or form right now. So, that's that on Chicago. For Minnesota, this is a good football team. They just are lacking in two very key elements, and that's the coach and the quarterback. And when you're missing those, that's a problem. And everyone loves Zimmer. He seems like a super nice guy. He's been through a lot in his life. Assistant for forever, finally getting this opportunity. Uh, seems like he can coach a hell of a defense. But, 
this mix of him and Kirk Cousins is just bleh. And it got me thinking about some teams. Because I, I've said before, if you get the if you can build a foundation around a good quarterback, that is the best way of winning, right? Like you look at what the Patriots have been able to do around Mac Jones. I don't think Mac Jones is particularly good, but they've built a very good team around him. And you get Russell Wilson who pops into a good situation and then all of a sudden takes off. Same thing with Jared Goff. Like it's it's not just draft the rookie quarterback and all will be solved. That very rarely works. The Indianapolis Colts were able to be the exception and they screwed up Andrew Luck to the point where he retired early because they were getting him killed. They had a, I would suggest, worse roster after they lost Andrew Luck compared to when they drafted him, right? Like, that. that is that is not good when you're trying to build a team, but it was just, well, we got the quarterback, now we're good. And too many teams tried to do that. The Jets with Sam Darnold. Okay, well, we got our quarterback, we're good. And they didn't build a good enough team around him, and then they kind of blamed him and sent him out to, to Carolina. So I want to go through today and see, as we go into next season, who has their guy and who doesn't, and who could potentially be available. And all due respect to the kids that are going to be drafted this year, there is going to be a, a kid that gets drafted in the NFL this season that will do well in the NFL next season. We just don't know who that is. And that there isn't that one that is standing out. There isn't that A-level prospect. Someone's going to come in and have more success than we expected them to. We're just not going to be able to predict that right now. So we're leaving the draft out of this. Let's start in the AFC East. Uh, New England has their guy in Mac Jones. I still have concerns about, we, we saw it on Saturday. This team gets down by 20. Can they come back? They came kind of-ish close, maybe. But he he's... He makes some good throws. There's just, it's, I'm, I'm still not there on him all the way. Buffalo has Josh Allen. That's not changing. The first one where I kind of went, huh, on is Miami with Tua. And I, I think they're going to try to upgrade that spot. I, I think Tua is one of the quarterbacks who ends up becoming available. And I think Miami is going to, to really try to go after it. This is not a should they, this is a will they. I don't think they should. I don't think the issues they have had in Miami this year are because of Tua. Uh, they're certainly like that. This is something I get hung up on a lot. It happened um, in the evaluation process for Justin Herbert. He had a throw against Auburn in that opener in his draft season, where they're going for it. They're trying to win a game against um, a true freshman quarterback. And end of the game, Justin Herbert sails the ball over the end zone. And I just couldn't get that out of the brain hole. And that ended up kind of skewing my view on Justin Herbert, who has turned out to be okay. Um, and with Tua, that throw against the Jets is going to be a real difficult one to get out of the head. But I... I think there's still a pretty good quarterback there. The Jets are tied with Zach Wilson for a while. That one's not changing, but they need to figure out how to help this kid out. And I I don't know if he's it either, to be perfectly honest, but it's, it's we're going to have to wait more than a season for that. Joe Burrow with Cincinnati, that certainly isn't changing. Lamar Jackson isn't going anywhere from Baltimore. We know the Steelers need a quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger, I would imagine, retires at the end of the season. I don't have him as a quarterback available. Um, but this is a team that, if this was last season... And they could have drafted a quarterback into this spot. This team could be 
contending for a championship. Like that is the perfect spot to put a young developing quarterback into. If they if they would have been able to get Trevor Lawrence. Uh but even like I don't know if Zach Wilson, but like if Mac Jones ends up there, I think this team is further ahead than New England is right now. Like this is I think this is a very good roster. You see Joe Hayden come up with a key tackle late. I think that defense when healthy is very good and I think they have some of the best weapons in the NFL. We just don't know it cuz Roethlisberger is throwing balloon animals to them on every play. So Pittsburgh is one of those teams where everything is set. If they get the quarterback there, then this team is taking off. Cleveland has Baker Mayfield. For next season, Cleveland has Baker Mayfield. He is an unrestricted free agent after 2022, at which point they are going to have, I think, the most fascinating decision to make because this has been the longest sustained relevancy for the Cleveland Browns in their history and almost the longest sustained success for the Browns in their history. And that's if they make it to the playoffs for a second year in a row. But I don't think it's because of Baker. <laughs> you know, I think getting Baker allowed them to be a bit more aggressive, but now he's not the guy where if you give him $40 million and take a couple of things away from this team that he's carrying you anywhere. I think giving him a giant contract would be a giant mistake. So I I think when we're doing this next year, I think Cleveland's going to be one of those teams looking for a guy. Tennessee has tied Tannehill for a bit. That one's not going anywhere. We went through the contract on Monday. Carson Wentz, I would imagine, stays in Indianapolis. Houston has Mills, but I, I think they could be a team that kind of looks elsewhere. They're probably a team that drafts. Ah, maybe they won't, because that's going to be an early draft pick. So maybe Mills is the guy for next year. I have them as a blank spot right now, but there isn't really a guy out there that I think makes a ton of sense currently for them. Uh, Jacksonville is Trevor Lawrence. That's not changing. Patrick Mahomes to Kansas City. I feel pretty comfortable in saying that one's going to be a long-term relationship. Same with Justin Herbert with the Chargers. The Raiders can cut Derek Carr at the end of the season for nothing. Uh, if I'm reading Sport Track right. And I think they do that. I, I, I think that this is now Mike Mayock's team. And while Derek Carr was the face of this team through difficult stretches, I don't think the Raiders are getting the quarterback play. They feel that they're needing to take another step with this organization. Now, you want to talk about not having the weapons around a dude, that would be the Raiders. Uh, now, I don't think they use Jacobs all the way that they should, but still, like there are, there are a number of holes on this Raider team. I don't think quarterback is the biggest one. If they wanted to keep him around and try to fill around it, it's not breaking my heart any, but I could see the Raiders trying to be rather aggressive in the quarterback market this upcoming offseason. Same thing with the Denver Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater isn't it. Uh, Drew Locke certainly isn't it. And this is another one of those teams. You look at the receiving options that they have. The kid Williams that they just drafted looks really good. And that defense, even without Von Miller, looks scary good still. This is another team. You get one of those trucks in there in Denver. This is a team that is making noise, potentially, for a championship, I think. Dallas has Dak Prescott. That's not changing. Washington, I don't think Heineke has shown enough that they are locked in with their guy next season. So I, I have Heineke as a quarterback who is available, and I have Washington as a team that is looking. Philadelphia, if the opportunity arose, I don't think they're as tied to Jalen Hurts, but for now, I think Hurts is their dude. But I could, I could see them trying to make a play for a Russell Wilson. Uh, spoiler alert for later. But I, I think Hurts is probably their guy next year. This is going to pain Giants fans. I think Daniel Jones is the dude next year. Um, it's... 
It's expensive to cut them this season. You can cut them after next year for free. I think next year is kind of a transition year. And again, you're not getting a quarterback in the draft. I would guess he's kind of a lame duck quarterback out there next year for this team. And whatever new regime is in there will draft their guy at the end of the 22-23 the season. The Green Bay Packers. This was one that drew a lot of attention this offseason. It's going really well in Green Bay right now. And I get it went really well in Green Bay last year. And then the wheels kind of fell off because they kicked a field goal. I think Aaron Rodgers stays. That's maybe the hottest take of this whole thing. I think Aaron Rodgers is sticking around in Green Bay next year. I think that the Packers have their guy. And I think part of that was just how not ready Jordan Love clearly was in that game where Jordan Love stepped in for a coveted up Aaron Rodgers. Kirk Cousins has one year left on his contract and it would cost a bundle to cut him. So I don't think Minnesota is changing up their quarterback for next year. Justin Fields, that's probably going to continue in Chicago next year. And Jared Goff, it's $30 million if you cut him. So I understand that it's he's not the answer for Detroit, but you're not getting a better kid in the quarterback this year, or a better better quarterback in the draft this year. So go out, maybe get a star pass rusher now to go along with the pretty good offensive line you have and start to build the pieces so that when you have a Jared Goff replacement and that money frees up, you are able to really dive into the free agent market, really help establish a young quarterback there. Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, that one it feels pretty solid. New Orleans, I don't think they have it. I, I think Jameis Winston was looking okay this year and then he goes down with an injury and kind of feel for him, but I don't think that's going to keep New Orleans out of this quarterback market this season. Uh, it's $40 million for Atlanta to cut Matt Ryan, so I think they're kind of stuck with him. And Sam Darnold's a UFA after the 22 season, so I think he gets one more year in Carolina. Kyler Murray is staying in Arizona. Matthew Stafford's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. I'm not convinced that that's the direction the Rams are going to go. I think the Rams tried to go out and get a guy this offseason. I, I think that's... I think that's kind of where they're they're going to go. I don't I don't I think that this late part of the season with Stafford kind of scares McVay off of keeping him around long term. So I think the Rams will be in the quarterback market. Jimmy G, it's 1.2 million dollars to cut him at the end of the season for for San Francisco. I think they do that and either hand the reins over to Trey Lance or go out and get one of these guys and I don't think there's any way that Russell Wilson is out there next season. So, the jobs we have open for next year, Miami, Pittsburgh, uh, the Raiders, the Broncos, the football team, New Orleans, the Rams, maybe the 49ers, and the Seahawks. And the quarterbacks we have out there, Tua, Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater, Taylor Heineke, Matt Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, and of course, hanging over all of this is Deshaun Watson, who is incredibly talented, but there's some other stuff going on with that guy, as we all know. If I were to make predictions as to where these teams kind of go with this, I could see the Raiders trying to get in on the the Tua train. Um, I, I could see that one kind of happening. I don't imagine a world where Seattle trades Russell Wilson to the Rams unless he puts up a big stink, but he that that feels like everything that he wants out of a location, and that feels like everything that the Rams want out of a quarterback. If they could somehow make that happen to get Russell Wilson with the Rams, that would kind of be my prediction. Otherwise, there isn't really that glamour spot for him. Uh, other teams, like I could see, I could see Denver trying it with Matthew Stafford. 
I could see Pittsburgh maybe going with a Jimmy Garoppolo. Where Derek Carr goes, I think, is interesting. I think him in New Orleans might be a, a bit of a look, and maybe him in San Francisco with Trey Lance, or him as a, a potential replacement for a, a Russell Wilson. But I think this offseason is going to be interesting with quarterbacks, but just going through this exercise, it wasn't the crazy, oh my God, I can't believe this quarterback class is going to be insane this year exercise that I was initially anticipating it to be. Uh, anyway, that is our show. Thank you guys so, 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 so much for tuning in. This has been Couch Potato Diary from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is running a competition. They've decided to sponsor one lucky winner with one month of free singing lessons with Sing It. All you have to do is email a video of why you should win and a snippet of you singing your favorite song to Adele at clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. That's A-D-E-L-E at clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. Bab's putting in her recommendation or putting in um, her practice run right now. Uh, send an email to Adele before January 31st of 2000. 22. Thank you all so much for listening. Babs might knock the microphone over, uh, but before she does, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at primetimeclient, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. One more episode this week. I'm out.